0: Welcome to the self-help podcast a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being presented by entrepreneur edward lamb and psychotherapist sean orford for more information visit liveinthepresent.co.uk all
1: oh, right there we go hello welcome to episode 411 of the self-help podcast with me ed lamb and my good pal sean orford how are you sean i'm stunning and amazing a momentous day this morning right you've, you've had a-
0: yeah i saw my first person in my consulting room here face to face first person in 18 months about wow. three months um which was quite quite amazing everything was covered safe and sanitation stations and distancing windows open all that kind of stuff so we complied with all the regulations but it was my experiment really mm. because I'm i'm going to and start seeing people again face to face, and it's amazing how many people have got used to working online. Who even when I say okay, I'm going to start doing face to face again over the next, you know, few weeks, month, whatever, and people say, well, to be quite honest, it's easier for me to do it online. You know, if they've got to drive like an hour to get to me or something like that, then it's like, why not?
1: Yeah. I know, well I mean we're, we're doing quite nicely with the podcast I think, like this, to be fair it's like you're yeah. in the room really, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it, it's weird isn't it, because we've we kind of got used to it
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the next well the next few months in particular, but the next few years are going to be interesting to see how the uh, how it all pans out, man, and what sticks and what doesn't and how we, uh, how we all change eh? but we've talked about that a lot in the last in a, a few of the last episodes yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're talking today about smell. We're going back to kind of we're going to not focus too much on uh, on COVID, although smell has played a role in terms of people's symptoms for the uh, for the virus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interestingly, which we'll talk about. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sean's written a blog post which will be at livingthepresent.co.uk to accompany this episode, which you can have a look at um you should have a look at it's fascinating stuff because within within 10, 5 minutes of kind of seeing it and kicking off discussion we've just had we've just spent half an hour chatting about smell non-stop haven't we
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so we'll come on to that in a bit um yeah do have a look at the website and don't forget about the free meditation files and the discount code for the book that you can get if you sign up to the mailing list so uh yeah how's life sean you you've had a decent little week
0: yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've done the the big thing because my car's been written off now where I was really? hit in the side, it's gone. Uh which is quite sad. And it was quite weird because I'm not normally attached to material things, but I felt quite sad to see it go. And I had to go and take the last bits of stuff out of it before it goes off to the to the um the car heaven. I don't know where cars go when they die, but they go somewhere. Yeah. Um Probably be recycled in a million bits, but the um, um, it was quite sad to see it go. But um, the one thing that it made me do, because for the last couple of years I've been talking about getting a camper van again, and I, I always used to have them as I was travelling around a lot working and stuff. Um, so I've actually bitten the bullet, and and I'm having a camper van done at the moment, um, so it'll be ready in, in July. We we'll have to do a podcast from the van, have
1: you? actually. Yeah, you could do a roving podcast. You could sh- show up outside, and I can go in and uh, swing yes. the doors open, eh? And we can record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Oh, so you're going to get some have some good adventures on that thing, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and the, the only problem that I could foresee is that uh, there appear to be a lot of people getting camp vans because of staycations and that kind of stuff, and worries about about COVID and travelling, and. Um, so I, I think that some of the um, the sites that you might go to are going to be a bit crowded with people in vans. I don't know. But um, but it'll be fun. And, and just the whole idea, because well, to me, it, it's a bit like a mobile office, because I'll actually be taking it around. I'll be using it like a car, but I could take it around to places that I visit already. Um, and I did that before, when I had one before, seeing people actually in the van,
1: you know, uh, yeah, yeah. get the
0: coffee on, you know.
1: Yeah, nice, and you can have an e-bike on the back as well for those little yeah little jaunts when you're out and about. Yeah, very
0: yeah. good. It's good. So, what have you been up to then?
1: Um, yeah, I've just been getting back in the swing. Really, life's life's got pretty busy. Got lots of work on the go um, with design stuff and stuff I'm doing with local authority. Just trying to push push on the climate emergency stuff because yeah, that's yeah. still bubbling away in the background quite nicely. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, we won't talk about that directly today, but I mean, what, what triggered your, um, your interest in smell? Did you smell something in particular uh, that kind of thought you <laughs> might write about it, or was it a lack no, of smell? It's,
0: it, no, this is an accumulative thing. It starts off with me reading research around plastics and chemicals, um, and then a whole load of things come together. Like, I hate in the fridge where you've got sell-by dates and use-by dates because they are so inaccurate we waste so much food it's because we don't use our smell you know that's what our smell it it tells you whether it's good or bad stick your head in the in the packet and smell it and don't read the thing yeah Um, and some things go off before the thing and some things go off a long long time afterwards you know but we waste so much there's that end of it and then looking at the the research on plastics and how plastics affect our bodies so negatively. Um, the, the word that kept coming up was this, this odd word phthalates, um, that are the particular chemicals that are in scented products. They're also in plastics as well. Um, and I started to realize how much of the smells as i am reading this stuff, all the chemicals that we use in cosmetics and perfumes and diffusers, in um, laundry products in all the things that we polish with and the more i read it the more i see how dangerous these chemicals are to us on all kinds of levels not least of all fertility you know so
1: big deal you know it's massive man yeah i mean we've we've got i've got a load of notes to to go out here and it's it is fascinating and the reason i i mean i mentioned environmental stuff at the start is as I always, meant, I always try and link it back, but I guess in the rush to kind of sterilise everything and make everything clean and tidy and um, everything with you know perfect straight lines, and we've we've we're losing things along the way, aren't we? And like nature gifted us a certain smell that we can, that we can pick up and a certain smell that we give off every now yeah. and again lifting up my um my arms there to show my armpits and it's, it's there for a reason isn't it and it's not just yeah. something it shouldn't maybe be something that is viewed a bad smell as it's a bad smell for a reason so is the reason that we smell bad every now and again that mm-hmm. we need that we need to wash is it a sign or is it is that smell what was the original history of the reason why people like give off a certain odor <laughs>
0: But, I mean, we know that people give off the smell of fear and anger and, and all that kind of stuff and, and arousal and all, all that. We know that those are there in the pheromones. Um, the, the bit that, that got me was when, when I was a kid and we lived in the slum before we went to the council house, um, we had one bath a week in front of the fire in a tub and everybody would go through the tub. Yeah, um, and it was actually up to when we went to the council last as well, because they only heat the water for baths once a week. Um, because they wasn't the money to heat it regularly. Um so there would be baths and hair washes once a week. You could do a strip wash down in front of in the sink, you know, in the in the kitchen or the, the bathroom or whatever. Um but there was no hot water in the bathroom. You're going to get hot water in the kitchen. So I, I would eat my breakfast with my sisters and my mother and everybody trooping past Starkers having a good wash down <laughs> in the sink. Um, but everybody smelt of them. They didn't smell of chemicals. And then there was this whole thing that started. It was the BO thing. And it was, the advert was, there's a room full of people and someone comes into the room And one woman looks at a friend and goes, in a loud whisper, B-O. Because this person that came in the room smelt. They smelt like a person. So the the B-O campaign was about trying to get people to use deodorants. So people, people now get into the habit where they stop smelling like people and they start smelling like chemicals. And we see that as being normal. Yeah. yeah, and then the thing that followed that was Colgate, and it was the Colgate Ring of Confidence. You know, you've got to have the fresh breath, um, and and there was an advert where there'd be a woman where the spark would bounce off her teeth, and she because she had the Colgate Ring of Confidence, ta da! You know, um, and yeah. I've I've just seen it further and further that everything is stopping smelling like it smells; it's smelling like something out of a chemical factory.
1: Yeah we uh, we i'm i'm talking right now about a mile and a half away from Port Sunlight where is the is the <laughs> the home of um Leverhulme uh, or yeah. uh, as in Unilever uh, yeah. which is an empire obviously that's built on cleanliness so uh, the original product was soap. you know so and, and you know yeah. all all animals clean keep themselves clean and tidy you know to a certain amount you know my guinea pigs which you might be able to hear them like just having a little suck on their uh, water bottle every now and again. Yeah. They kind of, yeah, I can see them cleaning themselves yeah. a little bit. Um, so how, what is it about humans where we, there's obviously a point where people need to be clean to a certain amount, but why do we take it to that next crazy level and being absolutely spotless and germ-free? 100% well,
0: people would normally go down to the water source, river, lake, whatever, and they would bathe on a daily basis. That was kind of fairly normal because people's bodies were clean. Uh, And people would clean their teeth. Have you ever seen um, anyone do this, where they get a stick and they make the ends of the stick all all rough, like frayed out? So it's like a brush, and they would use that to clean their teeth. And very often they'd use salt or something like that on their teeth. But there were no chemical smells. But once we convince ourselves that we shouldn't smell like ourselves, that we need to smell like a chemical smell, which is imitating things like flowers and... You know, seaside or you know, mountain springs and whatever, um, and so that once we convince ourselves, if people start to smell like people, we see that as bad, that's wrong, that's not good. Yeah, and one of the worst things ever. When when I was younger, I can't remember when it was now. Um, I a sort of check out the advertising, but uh, one company produced Femfresh. So Femfresh was a chemical that you applied to your vagina so that your vagina didn't smell like a vagina. It smelled like a bunch of flowers. Now, that, to me, is just so amazingly odd and stupid. I just don't get that at all. You know, it's like um, people need to be clean. I'm not saying people need to be dirty, but they need to be able to smell like people. Mm. Yeah? Do, Do you see any other animals rushing around looking for things to make them smell different to being... The way they, I mean, dogs smell each other's bottoms because they, there's a lot of information in that smell in the pheromones. That's what they're doing. You know, they may be recognizing somebody. They're recognizing fertility, but there's all kinds of things that they're getting out of that. You
1: know, indeed, yeah. I mean, and some animals have a, like the most incredible sense of smell. Like, as it I don't know, if it's smell or taste, but you know, a shark can smell a drop of blood from what goodness knows how many miles away or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and I yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, my I kind of feel like my sense of smell isn't that isn't that good. Um, I don't know why, and I'm not sure if there's any particular reason or if it's good or bad. I remember when COVID came on the scene, and it was it was understood that a loss of smell and taste was one of the symptoms. I was each morning I'd come down and I'd stick my nose in a jar of coffee beans <laughs> just to make sure that just that was my one little uh, I'm all right. <laughs> I haven't got COVID, I can smell the bean. Yeah, but I also, I do like the smell of coffee. Uh, And I I know people that don't drink coffee, but they like the smell of coffee. and my wife's one of them, actually. Um, But, so, yeah, that's a good little indicator to me. And weirdly, recently, um, very recently at the weekend, I was at my parents' house in the garden, um, just catching up with them, as we're allowed to now. And uh, you're allowed to go inside, to go to the bathroom if you need to, and, I went inside my parents' house for the first time in months since last summer, I guess. Um, And I could, the, the smell was kind of, it took me right back. I must've been, I must've got quite desensitized to it over the years because of going in and out and living there for whatever, with them for 20 years or so. But the smell took me right back to childhood. And there's like, even now that the house has got a a distinctive smell and I couldn't describe it to you. I don't know whether it's cleaning products they use or, something else um but uh yeah it was a very evocative and and smell can have that impact on it on
0: you Mm. there's a whole difference between uh if you got fresh rosemary or lavender or even beeswax you get a natural smell in things but it's not full of these chemicals and that's the point really i guess i mean there's something lovely for me about the smell of lemon fresh lemon on things um, and, you know, when I'm cooking, I'll zest a lemon and it smells great. Yeah. But it's a natural thing. It's not a chemical thing. And, I, and that's the bit I think that's, that's getting to me, is that I can see plastic pollution out there. Yeah. But we don't recognize these chemicals that we're pouring around us as, as pollutants in the same way.
1: I know I've done, I've done quite a bit of work on air quality testing and I've done some myself actually near school and working with a lady at the council who was who was in charge of that stuff um when we had a budget to to work on that stuff at schools and she actually found that the air quality was worse in the school than than actually at the school gates it was quite poor near the gates especially when all the all the uh, massive cars arrived um, for that mad frenetic 10 minute period but they actually found the there was there were more particulates inside the school than, than outside and that was just through accident they kind of left the machine running and they're like oh my gosh and they, they figured out that it was um a lot of it was the cleaning products that were being used yeah um, and they so they, they made some switches to what they did and increased the ventilation the circulation and they they installed some or put some natural plants that are good at absorbing and collecting that, that kind of pollution and we don't we don't Mm. consider the stuff we smell necessarily always as pollution but i guess the important thing to remember is when you smell something you're not just smelling it you're you're inhaling something really tiny and it's it's going into your bloodstream isn't it so i don't want to freak anyone out but um there's a lot of work being done now into into the the wider issues around air pollution and because we're actually a lot of the time breathing in tiny fragments of plastic and metal plastic, yeah. um, from car tires and from brake pads and that kind of thing, which
0: yeah.
1: um, you know most of us will be fine and we can our bodies can hack it and filter it out. But it just further down the chain, it bumps you know it bumps up the uh, the, the serious health impacts for a lot of people. You know it's it's really mad stuff to think about,
0: isn't it? Well, one of the things that comes out when you look at the research is apart from the, the potential kind of carcinogens in, in these smelly okay. chemicals, is the, is the fertility issues. And, and it's been known that um, fertility, particularly in males, and, and, and the phthalates are seen to, to go for the, the male reproductive system. Um, but the, the sperm levels in, the Western, in Western males has been going down for a long time. they so much less fertile than we were a couple of generations ago. Um, And we're at a point where we've just had COVID and we know that conception rates have dropped by at least 18% during this year, um, uh, which is COVID-related. There's all kinds of psycho research around that. Um, But we've we've got lots of indicators. I mean, this 20%, 18% reduction in, in births that come from this year, won't appear in the school list for another five years yet, but it means that those classes will be getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and if our um, our fertility rates are dropping, then the potential for having a reduced population starts to get bigger and bigger. You know, which means that you you end up then with lots of kind of IVF. People can't get pregnant. You know, why can't they get pregnant? So then you get into another chemical round to make people pregnant. They
1: couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. I think it. I think in certain countries, I think Japan might be one. It's the population is actually declining now, and it's aging yeah. quite rapidly. And I think that it's it's quite uh, a scary thing if you're a politician or if you're working in a certain ministry, because you all of a sudden you've got to. I don't know the econ- the economics of it are, are, are quite complicated because you know you the people that are earning the money and putting doing the work and creating their tax base. Is, is shrinking and the, yeah. the the people that need support is increasing. So I yeah. don't know how we got onto that from, from smell, but...
0: <laughs> but but it, it's, it's the same thing. It's like what well, what we're doing is affecting the way that we live. It's affecting our health. It's affecting, affecting our fertility. Hmm. And and in Japan, I mean, yes, they've got that burgeoning issue of more and more older people being supported by less and less younger people. But that's what was happening well, it's happening here, isn't it? Um, I mean, a lot of the conspiracy theorists said to me that this is a plan, this virus, to take out all the older people, so that they won't be a burden on the economy. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you could you could put you could throw conspiracy theories around about all this smell stuff. I'll, I'll my uh, resource for later on is about how advertisers convinced Americans they smelt bad. And uh, so it's kind of the birth of the the fragrance industry, really. It tells the story of that, and it's you know it says now it's like an eighteen billion dollar industry around smell and fragrances and aerosol sprays, which again aerosols. You know we had we, there was some issues with aerosols at the time. Yeah, that, yeah, that huge, yeah. When I was a kid, was was massive, you know. Yeah. Around the ozone, so it's the, it's that law of unintended consequences. So yeah, you can see psychologically why someone might want to smell nice or smell fresh Um, but when you multiply that by seven billion people (laughs) you've got some you've got some weird outcomes at the other end haven't you
0: but but if if you think about the evolution of human beings and human beings like smell like people yeah i'm not saying they didn't wash and they didn't kind of preen themselves and all that kind of stuff but they smell like people and people were attracted to each other and they enjoyed each other's smells and they cuddled up together and they reproduced and that's how it's been for years and it's like suddenly you get this switch that happens with um I guess it's urbanization and it's all the industrial revolution and suddenly we're in this point where we decide to tell ourselves that to smell like a human being is bad that's wrong you know you shouldn't smell like a person you need to smell like well, a bunch of flowers, but really like a chemical bunch of flowers,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: And isn't that doesn't that just strike you as really odd and strange?
1: It is really, yeah. And you knew you knew I'd get there in the end, but you know, um, a lot of people tell me they don't want to ride to work or walk to work because they'll be sweaty when they get there and they might smell. Uh, and fair enough, you know, that's the way you've been conditioned. We've all been conditioned to to present ourselves in a certain way when we arrive mm-hmm. at our workplace or. At whatever event we're going to um but that, that's why i got the electric bike was because when i was doing home
0: visits to get from one to the other in the summer <clears throat> i would arrive dripping with sweat yeah which um i guess from the way in the systems i'm in was unacceptable to the system yep. you know I, I guess if it was acceptable i could just have a towel in my back pocket and just wipe myself down' I'm here okay <laughs> yeah, but to, to give the electric bike, I can arrive refreshed. Yeah, that's the that's the point, really. I guess.
1: See what you shouldn't. You see, you've just gone with a the system there. What you should have done is mm-hmm. you should have convinced people that being sweaty and smelly is completely normal, and that they need to change their ways. And just everyone yes. needs to be sweaty and smelly all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. come and smell my armpits; they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. What you talk. Can we talk a little bit about. Psycholo- psychology and smell I've, I've got a little paragraph here from an article I'll link to um, which says our sense of smell evolved to tell us about the world around us we could tell if some had gone off if something had gone off, was dangerous or poisonous it told yep. us about other people and about ourselves most of all yep. our sense of smell evolved to keep us safe So, But,
0: but it, there was, there's was been quite a lot of research during lockdown about um, how using these devices as effective communication and one of the things that was looked at was pheromones and that because you can't smell the person you're talking to you're missing a whole load of information that you would have got but it would have been either above or below your awareness you would have just known it you know and, and it's like it's that thing about people that are sensitive to other people might say to someone are you okay and how are they picking that up and part of that would have been the pheromones Mm. Because when people give off a, a, an odor, they give me off an odor of sadness, you know that kind of thing. Um, so that so someone, I mean, it's interesting you said about smells because my my sense of smell is nothing like um, Ray and her her family. They've all got smells like Geiger counters. I mean, they can they can pick up anything, you know. <laughs> um, but um, f- for me, so, I, I, I mean, I, I smell a lot when I'm cooking well i mean i smell anyway but i can smell a lot smell. I'm good.
1: yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but um but generally and and it, it, it's weird if i walk into a forest i can smell it straight away that that comes to me like wow
1: well, oh yeah, yeah i know um and freshly cut grass there's something about that isn't there this time of year um,
0: yeah or, or when they're hay making that comes,
1: yeah. yeah food food's an interesting one because yeah i mean you know we're quite a typical family so we we you know, we eat, we eat good food, good quality stuff, but we're not necessarily always using the freshest ingredients. And I know we, at some point last year we got one of those Hello Fresh free trials where you get sent fresh ingredients, and so we mm. we spent a week or two like preparing really good meals um, with fresh everything. And uh, you, you could you could it, it, the the smells were amazing, and and the tastes as well, uh, and. It's something about the convenience of food and life in general, maybe that kind of dampens our, our senses a little bit. Maybe there is, maybe it's a big conspiracy, you know, just to kind of switch us off to, to life or maybe, you know, it's probably not as it's, it's yeah, it's a bit more complicated than that, I assume.
0: I think smell and taste go together so that, um, when you eat something, you eat it with your eyes, you eat it with your nose and then you eat it with your mouth. <laughs> um, and if food looks right and if it smells right all the digestive juices start to work so by the time you start to eat the food the digestive system is prepared for it as opposed to just chucking it down your, your neck
1: you know i guess um, i guess there's a big lesson here for living for living in the present isn't there about if, if smell isn't something that you think that much about if you're not smelling people or the world or the food Around you, Are you not. If you're not noticing it all that much, then there's something wrong because spell is. It's one of those key senses, isn't it? And it's maybe it's not something that we rely on or, or use that much anymore. So maybe that's a good way to live in the present: is to rekindle your uh, senses. Yeah. but I,
0: I wonder. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I should keep reading the research I'm reading, but um, I wonder how how often our uh, sense of smell is diminishing all the time because of the um, the lack of uh, of stimulus of natural smells, you know. So we're, we're, is it in the end, um, you know, like we'll probably end up losing our legs anyway because we won't need them because we'll be in, in transport all the time. You know, we'll evolve to be without legs. Are we going to evolve to be without smell?
1: Maybe. I mean, uh, we didn't always have smell, I'm sure. It, it evolved at some point. Whether it became more and more important and it maybe, you know, our brains are more stimulated than, than ever. But smell probably isn't isn't as big a part of our, our lives as it as it once was. Maybe it will just start to tail off. Mm. Maybe smell will disappear for humans. Yeah.
0: When when I I had my um uh jab, my first jab um for COVID, uh, within about 20 minutes, I had the, the taste of metal in my mouth, like silver paper, like I was chewing silver paper. Really odd taste, metallic taste. Mm. Um, and um, uh, so, I mean, those things, the chemicals in that would be the carriers that they, they were carrying the vaccine in. Um, probably were full of all kinds of disgusting things like There <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah. Hey-ho. Yeah. Just get it down, you um now what's your resource then, John? What are you get? What's your well no my, my resource
0: is this, right? I'm not suggesting that anybody is dirty, I'm not saying that. Carry on having your daily showers and whatever. But how about you tried for a week not covering yourself with things that make you smell not like you and see how you feel about you? I mean, uh there was a big movement um a few years ago of people that stopped washing their hair. What they did was they 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 stopped washing it with chemicals. So what they would do is they would go in the shower and they would wet their hair. And when they came out, they would brush it so that the natural oils in the hair weren't washed away by the chemicals, but they did what they were supposed to do. And as you brushed it, it went down the length of your hair. Oh, wow. Uh, And there were lots of people who stopped using shampoo altogether. And they just had natural hair that was Mm -hmm. clean, and washed with water, but wasn't covered
1: with the chemical. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I remember we, we had a we were in the caravan for a week. We usually go up at Easter. Um, couldn't this year. And it's in the caravan it's really cold quite often at that time of year. So it gets below freezing overnight. And so basically we, we've got a, a little gas a gas shower in there, but it was so cold this particular week that we didn't want to undress to have to get in the shower. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a week without a shower um and yeah my hair kind of started I I thought my hair was going to go really greasy and horrible but and in fact I didn't because we weren't moving around that much apart from walking and we I didn't get too sweaty because it was so I, I actually remained quite clean for the whole week and my hair was weirdly fine I didn't put any gel in or anything weird any products but my hair I kept thinking oh my hair's going to be so greasy tomorrow and it wasn't so yeah i kind of lose
0: one of the things that, that we know is that people's hair gets greasy because they keep using shampoo chemicals mm. so they're washing all the grease off and the response of, of the glands at the bottom there is to produce more oil so that when you stop using the chemicals your hair can stop being so greasy Ooh.
1: yeah Interesting. i need to do more reading on that i would so yeah maybe mm. Do a little experiment just use soap and water on your body for and and just water alone on your hair for a week or two
0: yeah just, just really simple and just see, you know don't cover yourself with the things that you normally would mm. and like all the armpit unctions you know um you know have clean armpits so that any sweat that you have is fresh sweat and there, there's a huge difference between fresh sweat and stale sweat
1: mm.
0: yeah i think fresh sweat historically and evolutionarily would probably have been quite an erotic marker. Whereas stale sweat would have been, oh my god, you whiff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean about people throughout evolution, just like animals now, would wash on a daily basis but not cover themselves in chemicals. Mm.
1: Fascinating. All right. Yeah, my link is I've already mentioned it's about the history of um advertising and how Americans were convinced to uh, spend billions of dollars on, on uh, deodorants and antiperspirants. So, yeah, fascinating stuff, isn't it? We could talk for hours about yeah. this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need to uh, go and have a smell and see what uh,
1: what we can find. Well, yeah, hopefully I'll see you soon and I'll be able to smell you again because I'm sure <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <Yeah>. smell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of, um, I've said it on the podcast before actually, but there was uh, a guy I know. We hadn't seen his grandkids for months because of lockdown, and this little kid, I think he was four, when he saw him, ran into his arms, going "Granddad, Granddad!" and he jumped up and he buried his head in this in Granddad's neck, and he said to Granddad, "Oh, Granddad, I've missed your smell." He actually oh. said that. You know. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah,
1: love it. Oh, that's nice. All right, well, I'll give you a big hug when I see you. in yes, yeah,
0: okay. You've oh. missed my smell. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, cool. so you only. Have a good week. Okay. Catch you next time. All right, you take care. See, See you. Later. Later. Bye. 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 <laughs>